welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro-balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy, and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, ladies. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're here all the time or you're just stumbling upon us and tuning in for the first time. I hope you come back very often. I am here with you every Tuesday and Friday as we finish out this year. And I hope you are having a great week so far. Whenever you're listening to this, maybe prior to the holidays and maybe um, once the holidays are done and dusted and you're putting everything away after Epiphany in January and you're like, all right, let's get back to real life here. Um, I was thinking on through items, topics, et cetera, that I think would be helpful for you in looking towards the new year and towards your health and fitness goals and things like that. And I did an episode, I want to say it was in the past year in 2021. It might have been earlier than that though, sooner than that. So you can cruise on back through all of my episodes should be available wherever you're listening to podcasts. And that was titled something along the lines of the habits of my most successful clients. And that would probably be really helpful for you to even revisit if you've listened to it before. Just sharing truly from years and years here of training and of reading books as well. So in addition to people I've actually physically trained and worked with through challenges, through one-on-one, like it's, we're in the hundreds here. And then also just what I've learned about people through, again, reading things about habits and just why people are the way they are. And I pulled out some note, notable or noteworthy, uh, kind of, I don't know what the word is here, not just habits, but like tendencies and things of people who seem to have success with the program that I had them on, whether that was, again, in a group setting or individually. So a little bit of a twist on that. I don't want to be so negative today, but I was thinking about some tendencies or habits that we can all fall into at different times that are detrimental to our health and fitness journey and are not pushing us in the, you know, 
down the path of progress, but more, you know, bringing us to a halting stop. So for each of these, there really truly is a positive that you can draw from it of, okay, I'm going to stop this, but I'm going to do this instead. And I think it's helpful sometimes to look at it in this light. It sounds very, again, no, no, no. It sounds like the Ten Commandments, like thou shalt not this and thou shalt not that. And you're like, it's so negative. It's so bossy. But it's so that we can, you know, have true freedom and find true uh, joy and whatnot. So without much further ado here, I'm going to hop into the list. If you need anything from me or as you're thinking about what your 2023 is going to look like or, you know, whatever, whatever health fitness questions you might have, you can email me at Brittany at HealthyCatholicMoms.com. And if you are looking for more information about programs and things like that that I talk about on the podcast, you can head over to HealthyCatholicMoms.com. We have some fun mugs and sweatshirts and things like that if you're looking for you know, I don't know, something to motivate you. Like if I do all of my workouts for the month of January, I'm going to buy myself one of pretty sweatshirts or something like that. I don't know. Okay. So five things to stop doing in order to be successful. Number one is to stop placing the responsibility or the blame on everyone else. Whew. Just like coming in guns blazing here. So stop placing the responsibility or the blame. This is something, again, all of these ladies I have done before or still do from time to time or still do very regularly. You know, I'm right here with you struggling with the same things. So think about this because a lot of times I'll hear women place the most immediate blame I feel like is often on the spouse of, well, my husband travels for work or, well, my husband's not on board with a healthy lifestyle or, you know, my husband this, my husband that. And that's fine. We obviously are a partnership and you need to work together with your spouse to communicate your needs and your goals and accommodate his as well. And, you know, it's just that's how life goes. And I, and Ben and I did a podcast episode together pretty recently. I think it was this past fall about how we kind of navigate our own workouts, like seasons and systems and things like that. And it's just true that everybody can't be in the prime seat all the time when you have kids and especially depending on seasons of life, like in our season of life, we have no one to watch our kids. Like we don't have a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old. So we can't just go out at the same time and go for a run together or something like that. So, you know, that's a, a popular one, but I've heard that on other people too of, well, my boss makes me stay late, so it's your boss's fault or... This person, you know, they canceled the class at the gym I like, so I can't do that anymore. Like, just looking for a place to throw the blame on, essentially. Like, there's really no way to sugarcoat it. It wasn't our fault why we didn't get a workout, and it was our baby's fault because our baby woke up too early. And, like, sometimes these can be true reasons, but if we utilize them all the time as, you know, our come back to why we didn't get something done that we said we were going to do, then that we are just making an excuse and we're not looking at how we can still navigate it. You know, I, a hundred percent, I've been there a million times that I'm like, I'm going to wake up early and work out. Maybe when my baby's like five, six months, when I start really getting antsy to get back into a good workout routine, I have taken the time off. Then I have slowly built back the core. I also just, you know, acknowledge that right away the baby is totally not going to be sleeping well and I'm not trying to get up earlier than all of my kids by very much because I just know I need more sleep because I'm not getting any during the night and then I've gotten excited and I've like started my warm-up and then the baby's woken up so how can you keep going how can you do this instead can you wrap your baby to you and do a different planned workout with your baby wrap to you 
can you just pivot and think, okay, you know what? I'm already up. I'll wrap the baby to me and I'll make breakfast so that the kids have a nice breakfast to wake up to. And then I will text my husband and see if I can do a 20-minute workout just like when he gets home right before we eat dinner or if he will do bedtime with everybody else so I can work out then. You know, like just finding a way to make it work, not just taking the first out and again, putting it on everybody else. Well, you never make let me have time to work out or you never, whatever. It could be our kids' schedules, could be whatever. Uh, number two, I think I just said whatever about seven times. Number two, stop waiting for someone to hold your hand every step of the way. Ooh, sorry, mean, I know. This is like a personal bugaboo I have with the accountability movement where I feel like it's pushed that we need an accountability partner for everything. And yes, accountability is great. Yes, friendship and camaraderie and community are so important. We were not made to live alone. We were made to live in community. That's why we go worship in a church and we don't just sit at home by ourselves with our faith, even though obviously you can have a, a deep, rich, personal faith, but that's why we have community. Um I just think that there can be, it can almost fall into using like the out here, using the excuse of, well, I don't have someone for this and that's why I'm not successful. And I I was thinking about it the other day thinking like you could literally not have an accounting accountability partner for every area of your life. Like, oh, I just really struggle with sticking to my budget. I need an accountability partner. Like, I just really struggle with doing my workouts. I need an accountability partner. I really struggle with getting my prayer in daily. I need an accountability partner. Like, are you going to have 27 different accountability partners? Because sometimes I just need to switch the laundry when I don't feel like switching the laundry and I don't need a laundry accountability partner. I just need the discipline to go switch the laundry. (laughs) And that totally is just a personal bugaboo. I was ranting with uh, somebody, I think it was to my sister the other day about that, of, man, I just see it everywhere on Instagram and communities. Like, I know also people are, you know, rolling out different opportunities and communities for the new year. And I'm not, you know, I have a health and fitness community in the Chasing Greatness group. So I get it. And I, I acknowledge that it's good to know thyself and know if you function better with the support or outside you know, outside um, expectations of someone else. Absolutely. And, and that's why, and I'm not at all making light of that. And I understand that some people truly need that for very important things. Like in AA, that's why sponsors are successful because you have someone that you can talk to and turn to and lean on and all of that. I'm simply saying we can't have an accountability partner for every single thing. And there's going to be times you still have to face things on your own. When I am training someone, and I and this is true, this is like from the very realist of examples here. I know if someone's going to succeed right away with me if we're working one-on-one or have in the past, if they take ownership over when things didn't go the way they wanted to or if they blame it on needing like severe hand-holding. Like I can write you the best workout plan. I can give you the best nutrition advice and we can even plan out your week to a T of it's all in my fitness plan. This is what you're eating. I cannot come to your house and knock the food out of your hand. So stop waiting for someone to literally hold your hand every step of the way and take some personal accountability here. Take some ownership. It's your life. This, I think, I saw so much in the COVID shutdowns of, well, I can't go to the gym. I can't do a class. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that was stripped from people, people who felt like they were a person who needed the atmosphere, who needed the energy, who needed the instruction. It's like, right, but now all that's gone 
And can like you still force yourself to do a workout at home? You know, we've got to we got to just take some take some ownership here. So I think that's a very personal thing. But for me, I think the balance is know thyself and the things that you truly need someone there for and need support and whatnot. But you can't they're not your everything. It kind of plays right into number one. If you're in the Chasing Greatness group and you have some accountability, you have me, you have the other women, but you fall into a season of just blowing off your workouts because you would rather eat Christmas cookies and watch Hallmark movies. Like we can't pull you out of that. We, we're not going to convince you why it's so important that you move your body. So we've got to, we got to just step up to the plate here. <clears throat> okay. Five things to stop doing in order to be successful in your health goals. Number one was stop placing the responsibility or blame on someone else. Number two is stop waiting for someone to hold your hand every step of the way. Number three is stop making excuses when you have slip ups. This actually directly follows that number two, that oftentimes I'll work with someone and they did have a slip up. They firstly probably blame like, oh, see, I didn't have that class I could go to or see, we didn't have a live workout. So, and then I just know immediately they're not going to be successful. And it's true. And I know you can be that person and then you can you can know this about yourself and then you can change and I would love to be wrong and then see how you absolutely thrive. But there's a difference between the person who's like, okay, macros doesn't work because I haven't seen any progress in, in four weeks. I, get, I got on the scale four weeks, like you said, and I didn't see any progress. So macros doesn't work. And, you know, somebody else's fault. And, you know, now I'm upset. Versus the person who's like, oh, macros probably works, but I've been tracking really spottily. I've put in like three days of the last seven. I didn't hit any of my targets. So I probably need to like accurately log this if I can even see if the macros are going to work, right? Or, you know, same thing with a missed workout or a botched workout. Not like, well, somebody came in from out of town unexpectedly and then this other person needed this from me and then... My kids were up and no one understands and that's why I didn't do any of my workouts this week versus the person who's like, you know what? Life happened. I didn't really pivot. I didn't find a way to make it a priority and fit it in and I'm going to make some contingency plans this week. And if that happens again, I, I now see even though I couldn't do our planned workout, I could have just done a quick 10 minute YouTube video before bed, you know, stop making excuses, acknowledge what happened, move forward and try not to repeat it, right? Okay, number four, we need to stop expecting progress overnight. The next two have to do with progress, okay? It, this is, I see this so much in the eight-week challenges, and if you are somebody who's starting out with me in January in the eight-week challenge, truly think about this and think about it as your, this is my warning to you before we even get into the throes of it. And this is not the disclaimer or, you know, because that's what it sounds like once you're into the program of like, oh, well, why aren't I seeing progress? So I'm telling you this right from the jump. It takes time. Just because you ate a salad for two days, it doesn't mean you're going to drop two pant sizes, okay? Life does not work like this. It's a real, you know, problem with our instant gratification culture that we think that everything else is going to just work immediately. And I know, I'm like that too, because so many other things do. We can push a button now and something gets delivered to our house in a day. We can push a button and something gets delivered to our house in 20 minutes. Like we are very programmed to expect this now. But the good old, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Good old results in other things in life, like saving up your money and like 
you know, eating well and doing workouts, like they take time. You can't magically snap your fingers and build muscle. It's going to take weeks of lifting weights or strength training to build muscle. So stop expecting the, like this also just, it, it's so much more comforting when you have realistic expectations. If you know it's going to take a while, the time seriously flies by. You'll look back and be like, oh my gosh. And it's crazy. This is another big mental thing where you can look up studies where if you tell someone like, yes, you can get the results you want, but it's going to take six months, they won't do it. Like then they don't think that's worth it. Like your six months are going to pass anyway. You might as well be in a much better spot, whatever area of life this is. Then, you know, you were when you started, like, why would you not start? We are afraid of hard work, number one. And like, there's also so many studies that show that um, when people are surveyed and asked, like, if you could pay $1,000 or $10,000 in different amounts of money on like a magic pill that would make you a certain size and you could eat whatever you wanted, like, would you do it? Would you pay for it? Would you take it? And everybody always says yes. Like, this is a very skewed representation of this survey because I am not citing the exact thing to you. But you get the idea. We're an instant gratification culture. We're a right now culture. We're a just make it happen for me. I don't want to put any hard work in kind of a culture. And this plays out a lot in trying to lose fat or gain muscle or change our body composition. It will happen, but it's not going to happen overnight. And I personally relate to this because I remember when I first started getting into just working out and things like that. And it was through running really in college. And that's when I've shared this before, but my body really didn't change much. It wasn't until I got into strength training. It was kind of blurred lines then because I knew I had started running. Then I started dabbling into strength training and then got really into strength training. So back when it kind of all like happened for me, my body really changed. People would say like, well, how long did it take you? And I really didn't know because it was a slow evolution. I had to look back through pictures and think like, I guess it's really been over like six months to a year. You know, it really was not overnight at all, but it was also hard to track because I was just kind of slowly changing what I was doing. It wasn't like I went from totally sedentary to boom, working out and then boom, six months later, boom, a month later. It was, you know, I'm working out, but I'm working out in this way. Now I'm starting to include some strength because I'm comfortable with it. Now I'm getting certified in personal training. I'm getting very, you know, knowledgeable about what to do and then how to include the macros with it. Like it all worked together. But minimally, I'd say six months to a year it took for my body to really start changing in the in the fat loss department and the changing of my body composition because I never took my body fat at the start of all of this. And I wish I would have. I don't think I even would have known what a good number was. But the scale didn't change very drastically. It was definitely in the body fat numbers. Because by the time I actually thought to take it or knew to take it, I think my body fat was like a 24. And then it got down at my leanest to like a 19. So, And that doesn't sound like much, but in body fat numbers, that's a pretty significant change because it's harder to see that change in body fat than just in weight. So Please set realistic, again, here's the positive for this, set realistic expectation expectations for yourself. And then here's a little bonus tip in there too, stop obsessing over the progress. So we tend to hover over our own progress and step on the scale a million times. Some people step on it multiple times a day or just like hyper focus on are, are things moving? Are these pants looser? Looking at our stomach 17 times a day when we walk by a mirror, picking up our shirts, like let the plan work. Okay, work the plan. Going back to a previous episode on diligence, like we need time to work the plan. Okay. Lastly, stop thinking that you don't have what it takes. 
this can look like a million different things. This could look like you thinking, well, it's just not in my genes. Like I'm just, if you saw my family, you'd, you'd see that they're all overweight. Nobody is in shape. Nobody's strong. Like it's just not in my genetic lines. Or, you know, maybe you've not been living a super healthy lifestyle and you hear something like this, you see a podcast, Healthy Catholic Moms, and you're intrigued and you're listening to some episodes or you're checking things out on social media and seeing different workouts or testimonials or whatever, and you still think like, well, I couldn't do that. I'm to this or this is to that, and I'm not that person. This wouldn't work for me, and here's why. And it's just not true. I, I remember this too. I can flash back to this and think like, I'm just not the person that could go work out in the main part of the gym. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel comfortable. Like, no way. I'm not that person that could do that. And then it was a slow incremental thing of getting comfortable going with other people who knew what they were doing so they could show me. And so think about this in all the different ways. Like you might right now not be doing anything with your health and fitness and thinking, I can't even get started with a workout, let alone, you know, like become super fit and healthy and strong and feel really good. Like I wouldn't consider myself like an athlete. It, you know how it happens? It happens by slow, steady steps and increments of change, increments of time passing that with each workout, you get closer to your goal with each week with like those winning the days, those days banking up on each other. It is just not true that somebody has something because they're so much smarter than you or they're so much fitter than you already or they're so much fill in the blank than you. I think this is something we all think and I do this too in other areas of my life. Like, well, they just started out in a better place. Well, they just have more time because they send their kids to school. Well, they just like, no, look. And if you need some inspiration, I think it's very healthy to look to people who have what you want and then ask them like, hey, how are you doing it? How, you know, share your tips with me. Like, how did you get comfortable working out? How did you start, you know, planning healthier meals for your family? Like, how did you make it work? Find somebody who's in a similar situation as you that you can take their advice and kind of directly apply it. We're going to do more of this throughout, you know, these coming months on this podcast and throughout the next year of sharing each other's systems and ideas and whatnot so you can hear more perspectives than just from me over here because so many of you have really, really wonderful advice and and tips. And it's it's just awesome to be able to tap into this resource of so many viewpoints from different women and not just myself because I'm the one with the microphone. I want to extend that microphone to all of you, (laughs) okay, through surveys and polls and things like that so I can share it. Thank you so much, ladies, for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful Advent and Christmas season whenever you're listening to this, and I look forward for all, I look forward to all that is to come. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next episode. 